It's Proclamation News and Gavins. Welcome on board. Thank you all for coming in. Bear with me two seconds. Bear with me. Oh, we're back again. Back again, Proclamation News and Gavins. We had a technical, a technical issue. Nothing too big, nothing too small. A mountain too big. No mountain too small. Anyway, Proclamation News and Gavins. It's amazing how we can actually come together today. We are the guru for O2. O2 providers, are you with O2 Network, the best network providers, the best mobile devices, the best broadband. Um, home broadband is BT, mobile broadband is O2, O2 consumers. Look at the latest devices, check in store, speak to the guru. I've got the Huawei smart Android phone and it really is extraordinary, it excels above every other phone. A lot of people go for Apple, but the Huawei iPhone, Huawei Android phone is amazing with all the different apps you can download. The sound is brilliant. The camera is extraordinary. Anyway, we're getting a look at Proclamation News and Gavins inside UK's Westminster Abbey. House of Commons, the House of Lords, Parliament where it all justly come to its sovereignty above all else. Was it the people that reached out to Jesus? Was it the people that embraced laws to give us guidance? But here we are today with proclamation and endowments. Pretty Patel. Member received 25k payout over bullying allegations. Priti Patel was a minister at the Department of Work and Pensions. A former aide to Priti Patel received a 25000 payout from the government after claiming she was bullied by the then employment minister. We have a legal correspondence sinned by the BBC alleges the woman took an overdose of prescription medicine Following the alleged incident in 2015, the DWP did not admit liability and the case did not come before a tribunal. Miss Patel is facing allegations when she denies that she mistreated staff in her current role as a Home Secretary. Sir Philip Rutman, Rutman, Rutnam, <laughs> Jr. Well, that's a bit of a tongue twister, wasn't it? The Home Office's most senior official was signed on Saturday alleging Mrs Patel's conduct towards staff, including swearing, belisting people, making unreasonable and repeated demands. He said he now intended to take legal action against the Home Office on the basis of constructive dismissal, alleging that he had been forced out of his job. It's robust and determined. The government has said on Monday, before the latest allegations, that the Cabinet Office would investigate whether Miss Patel has breached the Ministerial Code and to establish the facts. Labour's Shadow Home Secretary, Diana Abbott, has now called on Miss Patel to step down from her, her role while the investigation takes place. She's told BBC's Radio Force Today programme, we want a generally independent inquiry, a lawyer-led inquiry and something that can seem to be independent. I'm afraid it'd be better if she stepped down. 
were calling her on her to step down whilst inquiry goes on. Health Secretary Matt Hancock declined to comment on the allegations of bullying against the Home Secretary because of the ongoing investigation and potential legal action. But he needed, I know pretty well, and she was, she is robust and she is determined, and that is what you'd expect with our Home Secretary. She is also extremely courteous and kind, unprovoked aggression. Legal correspondence seen by the BBC show and junior employee at the DW, DWP brought a formal complaint of bullying and harassment against, against the department, including Miss Patel, after being dismissed from her role in October 2015. The staff's member, member's grievance letters alleges she had previously attempted to kill herself after reporting similar allegations of workplace bullying concerning another individual in 2014, before Miss Patel was a minister. The staff member also alleges she was told a decision to dismiss her later, a, a year later was not made up on performance grounds, but because Miss Patel did not like her face, according to comments attribu attributed to her line manager and a colleague. On that day in October 2015, Miss Patel had shouted at a woman in her private office and told her to get lost and get out of her face. The correspondence alleges. Miss Patel was described as having acted without warning and with an unprovoked level of aggression in, in, in the woman's formal grievance complaint. Shortly after, the staff member allegedly took an overdose on the prescription medication in the office lay with her head on the desk for some time. She was then said to become unresponsive and her partner was called by a colleague to collect her as she was unable to walk unaided. The, the woman then took further overdose at home in what was described as an attempt to kill herself and was ruled out of hospital where she spent the night on resuscitation according to the documents. We're going to look at Pretty Patel's career before we go on. Pretty Patel's career as an MP, first elected as Whitton MP in 2010, become Treasury Minister in 2014 and Minister of Employment in 2015, appointing Secretary of the State for International Development in 2016. Resigned from the role 2017 after it emerged, she had held undisclosed meetings with Israel officials while on holiday, appointed Home Secretary in July 2019, a post still holds. A settlement was reached in 2017 for 25000 after member staff threatened to bring a legal claim of bullying, harassment and discrimination on the grounds of race and disability against the department, including, including Miss Patel, who was directly named. When asked last week about a complaint against Miss Patel, during her time at the DWP, a source close to her said she was unaware of any complaint being made. Prime Minister Boris Johnson backed Priti Patel following Sir Philip's allegation, saying she was a fantastic Home Secretary. Independent inquiry. On Monday, before the latest allegations emerged, Cabinet Office Minister Michael Gove said, as told MPs, Miss Patel absolutely rejects these allegations. 
but he said the Prime Minister had hacked the Cabinet Office to carry out the investigation into whether she had breached the Ministerial Code and to establish the facts. Labour MP Hilary Benn asked Mr Gove if any complaints had been made out about Mrs Patel's conduct at the DWP or in her former role as an International Development Secretary. Mr Gove has said the inquiry that is proceeding will look at what complaints that have been made. I cannot say more than that. A spokesperson for the government said, All ministers are subject to the Ministerial Code. We do not comment on the individual personal matters. Asked by Labour's Yvette Cooper, How my complaints have been made against Ms Patel? Mr Gove said it would be improper to, co- to comment on an individual personal case. Well, next inside... Westminster, actually number 10, and number 10, a serious issue that is global, we talk about it daily, talk about it weekly, some of you is probably hitting on deaf ears, <laughs> or you're seeing it with sore eyes, coronavirus now is, it's serious for number 10, Boris is getting serious with coronavirus, he's trying to tackle coronavirus, <coughs> hand in the Coronavirus is plainly at the top of the government's to-do list. Boris came under attack in recent days for not being visible enough at a time of a potential health emergency. Number ten now, number ten clearly now wants to show they are trying hard to contain the outbreak, but the government will be tested to on many different fronts. First off, they want to appear to be taking a disease seriously as it ought to be. With some cities around the world in lockdown and the rate of spreading picking up here too. The Prime Minister's words today, don't you leave, don't leave you in much doubt and how serious a situation that the country could face. But managing the outbreak is a balancing act with lots of factors. The government wants the rebuild to make the virus seriously, but it doesn't want panic. Ministers want the option of closing schools or cancelling big events or changing the numbers of teachers schools have to have a duty per child. But they do not at this stage want to use those kids of measures straight away and cause widespread, widespread disruption to people's daily lives. I mean, if you've got a kid and he's got a cold, common cold, don't let him go in. It could be coronavirus. Get it checked out. I know everyone gets cold. I've got cold now. And it's significantly not coronavirus. I'm strong, I'm healthy, and I'm living, I'm breathing, and I'm talking widespread jurisdiction vocabulary of political social database. The government wants, of course, to protect as many people's health as possible, but also protect the economy. The Prime Minister acknowledging that there will be an economic down, downside. Here at home, as well in the countries that already have been much more affected, the Treasury is pub- publishing a budget next week too. Which, which, not so long ago, government aids were vowing had to be big and had to be bold. But in this context, and of course with a different politician in charge, number 11's big day next week might, maybe, might be rather different. There are already making some extra taxpayers' cash available for the health service. Boris Johnson has promised he would allocate the NHS, whatever it asked for which, with the scale of the outbreak as yet impossible to predict, could be rather a large blank check. Behind closed doors in government, 
There is a realisation that an outbreak of coronavirus could go on for many months and cause lots of disruption to many people's lives. Many of us might might be asked to work at home. There are questions to about how self-employed people or those on zero hours contracts will make a living. What happens to local elections in May? Can the NHS already under a lot of pressure really cope? There is a lot that neither of the public nor our politicians can be sure of. The science will guide the approach that ministers take, but is understandably changing by the day. Boris Johnson's government is certainly no longer in a position of surveying the new political landscape and wondering if its priorities can choose to deal with first. Instead, it faces an immediate and highly complicated question it needs to answer. Get it wrong and there could be a serious political damage to I like talking about the British economy, the US economy, the trade deals that we go beyond nation to nation. So here we have Donald Trump, Boris Johnson, trading words about the economic average. British economic to grow 0.16% at the best under the US trade deal. Administration admission lays bare limited benefits of ambitious agreement with Donald Trump. The British economy would be at most 0.60% larger by the middle of the next decade under comprehensive trade deal with the US. The government has admitted they bear the limited benefits from a striking agreement with Donald Trump. In the Department for International Trade, DIT document is designed to kickstart post-Brexit trade talks with the White House. The government said the British economy stood to benefit from an ambitious and comprehensive trade deal worth of a fraction of GPD, equivalent of $3.4 billion after 15 years. It's prompted warnings for economists that the benefits would be far out, outstripped by the, the losses from crashing out of the EU. The official analysis also showed more limited trade deal with the US would deliver benefits to the UK economy worth just 0.07% by the middle of the t- 2030s or about $1.4 billion. The government had previously estimated the economy would be as much as 7.6% smaller should Britain leave the EU without deal. About and about 4.9% smaller under Boris Johnson's preferred Canada-style agreement. Peter, Dr Peter Holmes, an academic at the UK Trade Policy Observatory at Sussex University, has said numbers are very small. It just goes to show how how tiny the gains are from a free trade agreement with the US compared to losing our, our recent agreements with the EU. Outlining the start of deeper talks with Washington, the UK government insisted it would be water down animal welfare standards or put the NHS up for sale to secure a trade deal with Trump. However, the US representative Robert Leitzier, speaking at an event in Oxford, immediately poured cold water on several aspects of the UK's negotiation position.
He said he'd hope the UK doesn't just adopt the European standards that banned the practice of washing chicken in chlorine or acid and claimed the practice was labelled in question, not a food health question. The US and the UK are not going to go separate ways based on chicken, he told the Oxford Union. He accepted that the UK was sensitive about the access to the NHS, but it, se- it should be open to it. We would expect we, w- we should have an access in childcare area to suspect that there's a private sector competition, he said. He also dismissed the estimates of low economic growth in the UK negotiation paper, saying, you can fairly, you can fairly certain that whatever numbers people come up with, they're not going to be accurate. The DRT document says the government is aiming to reproduce tariffs and other barriers to trade, but without compromising standards. Fears have been expressed that the UK preparing to water down standards in areas including food production, for example, and allowing imports of chlorinated chicken. But the document reiterates a Conservative's manifesto commitment that in all our trade negotiations, we will not compromise on our high environmental protection, animal welfare and standards. Ending the ban on genetically modified GM food in the UK, which could lead to cheaper produce on supermarket shelves, was not explicitly ruled out in this document. Officials are said to be expecting to go to walks in the US backing up the pre-existing UK ban and government noted GM food was not popular with some of those they consulted with. It also insists that the NHS drug prices will not be up for negotiation, saying explicitly the price of the NHS pays for drugs will not be on the table. The, service, the services the NHS provides will not be on the table. However, the US negotiation mandate published uh, last year pointed to public services as one area for potential liberalisation. Talks around securing a new trade deal are expected to take several years, which may see conversations going beyond the President's fast-track authority period. Which, ter- which runs until June 2021. This means he can avoid Congress flibberusting or amending a treaty struck with another country. The document is being published on the same date that negotiations with the EU 27 in Brussels over the future relationship kickoff. Trust has argued the two processes should run st- simultaneously, believing that would maximise UK leverage. The government stressed the potential advantage for a deal, including potential boosting exports of salmon, cheddar, cheese and cars, claiming the movement of trade berries with the US could deliver huge gains. Animal life, animal life, wildlife, crazy life, all life's crazy, chicken oriental, mental. Anyway, we're going to talk about proclamation news. Why chlorinated chicken is the centre of the table in it? UK and EU talks. Chlorinated chicken is centred of the table. UK and EU talks. Battle over food standards is a symbol of broader conflicts between the US and Europe. Chlorinated chicken has become turmeric once again in talks between the UK and the EU after their post-Brexit relationship. Thanks to the EU inserting a new clause into the negotiation mandate, the clause will 
require the UK to maintain the ban on poultry treated and disinfectant if it wants to try deal with the nearest neighbours. The US also allows industrial meat producers to wash their birds in chlorine or other disinfecting acid solutions after slaughtering to kill the food, poisoning bugs they often carry. Having been contaminated by chicken feces during processing, persuading British negotiators to drop the ban and accept US food standards in a highly priority for the US and a trade deal with the UK. The battle is about much more than chlorinated, or more accurately, more accurately, chlorine-washed chicken. This particularly US agriculture export keeps wearing its head because it encapsulates much wider arguments about the future of trade between the different power blocks. Since most British consumers associate chlorine with their bleach, they pour down their lavatories. The Americans know they have lost the PR war on a particular chemical treatment and are now promoting the line that their farmers don't use chlorine much anymore. But, fa- uh, but favour other disinfectants such as lactic acid and parasitic acid. The US is the world's largest producer of poultry meat and nearly one-fifth of what it produces is exported. Its lower welfare standards enable in it to achieve some of the cheapest production in the world. For Americans, one of the chief prizes of Brexit is the opportunity to break out an open major European economy to its huge surplus in agriculture goods. It has experienced years of failed trade deal talks with Europe in the EU has refused to weaken its food and farming standards to bring them in line with the US ones. Whether on genetic modification or gene editing growth promoting hormones in beef and pig production, a series of pesticides, antibiotics and other veterinary drugs and on labelling. The EU takes a fundamentally different view on food safety to the US. It applies the precautionary principle banning substances and processes that are potentially harmful to humans and nature until they are proved safe. The US tends to approve chemicals until they are proven harmful and allows its producers to clean it up and end of the chain. It sees the EU negotiations to its goods as fundamentally protectionists. Conservatives, Brexiteers, see European objections to US standards in the, in the same light. They have argued that once free from burdensome EU regulation, British consumers will benefit from much cheaper food. For them, the biggest prize in return is greater access to the US market for UK financial services. The British poultry industry is worth 7.2 billion a year. Like the US industry, it suffers from the pre- uh, persistent problems with the contamination. The US has more of E. coli and salmonella. The UK more Campylobacter. In the country, poultry is one of the main causes of food poisoning. British farmers know that if the US imports cheap meat produce to be different hygiene and welfare standards are allowed, they will be they will be fatally undercut. The European industry fears the same. For Boris, who happily played the cuddly animal card with his new dog Dylan. During the election, ignoring the British and consumer attitudes to welfare will be difficult 
especially with the EU making clear the UK cannot have both ways. We, w we won't let Brexit come between us. And we hope you feel the same. Britain may be leaving the EU, but the Garden remains committed to Europe. Doubling down the ideas and interests that we share, we are intensifying our report on every aspect of the continent, its people, its politics, institutions, economy and culture. Our independent fact-based reporting will inform Britain about Europe, Europe about Britain and Europeans about each other. These are testing times and neither are we. We will stay with you delivering quality journalism so we can make so you we can all make our minds based in on my facts and not other people's fiction more people than ever across uk and across europe like you listening in supporting proclamation news and gatherings organization we made a choice to keep you our reporting open for you regardless of where you live or what you can afford to pay but if you can afford a small donation we'd really appreciate it as a gift gesture i mean you read the star you read the daily mail you're paying 70p and over uh, 70p sometimes a pound on a weekend or whatever more you're gonna pay over seven pound a week so even something i mean small as a pound 50p just a bit of a donation we'd really appreciate um, a donation to help us keep providing good news from the escalating climate emergency to lives, and at a time uh, factual information is necessary. We believe that each of us around the world deserve access to accurate reporting with integrity at its heart. Our additional independence means we set our agenda and our voice or our own opinions. It's proclamation news and journalism is free from commercial and political bias and not influenced by billionaire owners or shareholders. This means we give you a voice to those less heard, explore where others turn away, and rigorously challenge those in power. We hope you consider supporting us today. We need your support to keep delivering quality journalism. That's open, and it's independent. Every reader's con contribution, however big or small, is so valuable. Please take a moment and something as little as a pound. But we thank you for anyone that can give us a small token gesture. I'll say thank you. God bless. Peace out. Speak soon.